Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm so happy you're here spending time with me today. I am moving this week, so it has been a little hectic around uh, my neck of the woods, but I'm so excited. My partner and I just bought our first home in South Austin, and we're moving in on Friday. So I'm really really excited and really pumped about that. So I wanted to share that (laughs) with you all. Uh, I think it's always important to celebrate everything and anything. My clients know that. Uh, We know that we celebrate every day, but especially on Fridays are our big celebration days. So I wanted to celebrate with you all. And I also want to celebrate one of my clients who is inside of the LNDEO group coaching program. So for those of you that don't know, that's my business group uh, coaching program, which is going to be kicking off in two weeks uh, from this week, which I can't believe it's already here. Uh, but one of my clients who is enrolled in the program has only had two pre-program coaching calls with me for 30 minutes each. So we haven't even had like real <laughs> like coaching calls going through the materials. Um, she's already landed her second paid client. And y'all, we haven't even started yet. Like I said, this is just based off of our two pre-program uh, coaching sessions. Just a couple tweaks I gave to her uh, to help her kind of figure out a direction and boom, two clients in the bag. And so I'm so pumped. I'm so excited for this program. You know, I've really been pouring a lot into helping other people who want to start businesses get get going on it. And so, you know, there's there's such a beautiful world where people can find land and love their careers inside of organizations. And I love that part of what I do. And I also love the part of, you know, people deciding that they want to you know, have that freedom and flexibility and be their own boss. And so I'm really excited about the LNDEO program. Uh, I'm really teaching the strategy that I use to build my coaching business uh, from $0. I mean, at the end of 2020, $0 the overnight trainer made. Um, and at the end of 2021, I was sitting at multiple six figures cash. And so if you're thinking of starting a business, have, have an idea, don't know where to start, or if you want to grow something, and this can be any business. Uh, so coaching, it could be freelancing, uh, it could be consulting. I have done all three of those. Uh, so if you really if you are really looking to grow a business this year, become an entrepreneur uh, and want some guidance in coaching, this is a 16-week program. It is meant to give you all of the strategy you need to start, build, grow, and scale a business. So 
If you're interested, please DM me. Early bird pricing ends this Friday the 18th. So if you just want more information, you want to hop on a call, uh, I will be bouncing around between our two houses this week, but I will absolutely hop on a call with you if you'd like more information about this program. And kind of today's episode is, I guess, kind of along the same lines of, of how I built my business, but it really, this episode is really in response to a LinkedIn post that I did last week. And I didn't think it would resonate with so many people. It's one of my top performing posts, I think. Uh, But I posted about how we need to stop normalizing hustling to reach our dreams and achieve our dreams because you could absolutely achieve your dreams without hustling. And in fact, I would argue that hustling will actually prevent you from reaching your dreams. And so I really want to talk today about how do we move away from, you know, this hustle culture and, you know, how can you continue to, you can work hard and you can work smart, but you don't have to hustle. And so today's episode is really going to be dedicated to that and kind of going through some of the ways that I was able to get out of, you know, what I actually like to call generational hustle, because this is not something that's unique to just me. You know, I was talking to my mom about this the other day. So hi, mom, if you're listening, um, you know, I'm the daughter of two workaholics, right? So I, my whole life, watched and learned about how to work from my parents who watched and learned how to work from their parents, right? So there's this generational workaholism and we look at how we form our our work ethic and our norms around that, right? It's about how we watch our parents and how they watch their parents and how they watch their parents. And my grandfather and particularly my mom's uh, father came from extreme poverty And so when he was able to, he went into the military and he uh, fought for our country and then, you know, built a life and built a business. He was an entrepreneur and a a business owner himself, right? But he really, really, really hustled, you know, just really, really hustled. And so my mom grew up seeing that. And her and I were talking the other day about how my grandfather used to always say to her, you know, work hard and don't rock the boat. And that was just really ingrained in her. Work hard and don't rock the boat. Work hard and don't rock the boat. And really just like hustle, grind, you know, do what you're told. And, you know, it's interesting because I I definitely didn't get the rock the boat memo. Uh, That gene didn't get passed down. (laughs) My mom and I were joking about that. But that generational idea of hustling was ingrained in me from both of my parents and both sides of my family. And it really wasn't until I hired a coach who built a life and a business off of not hustling that I actually realized it was possible. And only did I realize it was possible, but kind of like what I was saying before, I realized that it was my hustling that was holding me back. Right. I was on this like perpetual hustle hamster wheel that took a lot of reconditioning to get off of. And so today I really want to go into a couple of things, uh, three specifically, that really helped me 
move from this generational hustle mode into freedom mode and flexibility mode. And I really want to do a, a disclaimer here of it doesn't mean I don't work hard. And it doesn't mean, you know, that I haven't had to make sacrifices here and there. I don't just, you know, sit around and eat bonbons and hope, you know, that, you know, money comes into my bank account and that my, you know, my clients get taken care of, right? So, you know, it, there is an element of working hard, but there's a huge component of not hustling. And so I really want to go into kind of what I've done and how I've shifted. I think that's a better way to put it. This this shift that I've had from that hardcore hustle, nonstop, just completely throwing myself into my work to getting to a place where I have this ultimate freedom and flexibility to design my days, where I have more money than I've ever had in my life, where I'm serving more people than I've ever been able to in my life, um, where my clients are seeing great impact. And so I'm going to talk to you about that today. So the first thing that really, really helped me move from hustle mode into freedom mode is what I like to call my non-negotiables. <laughs> so my non-negotiables, so my non-negotiable goals, put that together there. And I really sat with it this year. And, and this is actually last year too, tail end of last year, but you know, really getting clear on, on my why and like what it is I am working towards, right? If we're going to be working hard, what am I working hard towards? And for me, you know, I was really focused on four things, right? I have my my four goals, which actually is one goal, and it's in one, but hard to work less hours, make more money, serve more people, have more fun. And I say that very openly. I am not shy about that goal. You know, and I know in order to do all of the, all, to, in order to do all of those things, all of those things have to happen simultaneously, right? So I can't have more fun if I'm, you know, hustling and not serving people, right? If I'm, you know, not making any money and I'm not able to pay my bills, it's not going to be fun, right? If I'm serving a ton of people, but you know, I'm you know, working 100 hours a week, it's not going to be fun. And so these four things are my North Stars. And so I use them as my, again, non-negotiables, my, my, my gut check, essentially. So if something comes across my plate, an opportunity, a client, like anything comes across my plate, I pause and I say, is it serving all of those goals, all of those non-negotiables? Again, they're non-negotiable. And I mean all of them. If it's not serving all of them, all of them, it's a no, right? If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. I've had several opportunities for more money come across my plate, but it wasn't serving more people and I wasn't having fun. And so it has to be all four. That's the whole point. They are non-negotiable. So for me, it really was deciding what I was working towards and then really making sure that everything I was saying yes to was serving that mission, that purpose, that vision, that non-negotiable, right? Whatever, whatever you want to call it, serving your why or fueling your why, right? So for you, it's getting really crystal clear on what is your non-negotiable, right? What is that North Star? 
And it can be finding a new role or starting a new business or, you know, picking up a new hobby or whatever it may be. Like, what is that? What is that big why for you? That big goal, those North Stars that you know that if something comes across your plate, and across your desk, whatever whatever analogy you want to use there, right? Something comes across that you're able to very clearly say yes or no because you know what your your non-negotiables are. But if you don't know what they are, it's really really easy to and I and I was like this for a while. It's very easy to be susceptible to just being in a place of saying yes to everything. And I was doing that for a long time because I was fearful. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I was fearful, and so out of that fear, right, fear of not having money, fear of not being able to serve people, right, fear of not being able to have fun. It was almost like the the exact opposite. I was scared that I wasn't ever going to get those things. And so I kept saying yes to a lot of things that burnt me out. And so it wasn't until I got crystal clear what my non-negotiables were and I use those as a North Star. Like I literally have them on my phone. It's like that those goals are my screensaver on my phone. It is I have a vision board on my phone and that is smack dab right in the middle of it that I look at a zillion times a day because I look at my phone a zillion times a day, (laughs) all right? But getting crystal clear on what that is. You know, the other part is too, you know, I think a lot of people think with hustle culture is that you, this kind of goes into my second point in a minute, but you know, that you have to always be doing something towards those goals. And, you know, I see makes me want to vomit. But I see those things that are like, well, if you stopped watching Netflix, then you could build a business. Or if you like didn't get a latte, you know, you could put that money towards a business. I'm like, come on. Right. Part like, again, part of those non-negotiable goals, like thinking about like, is 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 this serving me? And you know what? Going to get a cup of coffee might be serving me, right? It's how I I can you know work less hours today, you know, by you know getting out, and getting a cup of coffee, or you know, can I, you know, is it helping me get get out of the office? Is it giving me more energy so I can make more money and serve more people? Am I having you know fun doing it? So just really thinking about the fact that rest is a huge part of this, and I know it's kind of going off in a little bit of tangent there, but really, really think about that, you know, rest. And that brings me, that really does bring me to my second point. So the first point is getting crystal clear on your non-negotiable goals. But your second, the second thing that really, really helped me, like really helped me a lot was setting serious time boundaries and setting serious time boundaries with others and also setting serious time boundaries with myself. (laughs) All right. So making sure that I'm not breaking my own boundaries. So for example, for me, I do not take any client calls or do any like outward facing client work. I'm not talking to anyone. Like literally I talk to no one on Mondays. Mondays and soon to be uh, Wednesdays once I have some one-on-one clients that graduate from my, my programs. But Mondays are my what I call my CEO day. And I rarely seed it. Like I rarely, rarely give up any time on a Monday. Uh, I have a couple times this month because of a really, really incredible opportunity, you know, working with Learning Cluster Design Group um, and facilitating their two-week practicum. That means so much to me. And so I will, I, I violate my own time boundary for that because it's something that serves my mission, right? So it goes back to that where it's like it has to like really, really fuel me 
to give up my to give up a Monday or even part of a Monday. And now I know as a business owner, I have that privilege and luxury to have a CEO day, right? Like if you're working full time, you know, five days a week, you can't tell your boss, yo, by the way, Monday's my CEO day, <laughs> right? But, you know, really, really thinking about, you know, whether you work for yourself, work for a company or trying to trying to work for yourself while working for a company. Trust me, I've been there. You have to carve out and set aside time for you. Right. Even if that's five minutes where you say in these five minutes, I'm going to work towards one of my non-negotiables and stick to it. You know, for me, I've been incorporating as part of like time boundaries, also more routine and more organization into my into my day. And so one of the things I've been incorporating is that every day, as long as the weather is like semi okay, (laughs) it's been wild here in Austin, uh, I will walk to a coffee shop. It's a 10 minute walk. I'll get a matcha latte, an oat milk matcha latte, and then I will sit there while I drink my latte. I will work on creating content for the day, and then I walk home. And so you're really taking that five minutes, 10 minutes, right, that's carved out, that I've built out, right? That's that time boundary, and I stick to it myself, right? There are days where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't feel like walking to the coffee shop or I don't feel like doing this, but I block it off and I really make it a priority. And so when I was working full time in a really, really toxic environment and I was working towards starting the overnight trainer, what I would do is get really, really clear on my time boundaries and get really intentional with them. So one thing my coach had me do was to set aside an hour in the morning uh, to work on the overnight trainer before work because I knew at the end of the day I'd be burnt out. And then I set serious time boundaries with work. So I didn't answer emails after hours. I didn't pick up any additional projects outside of my role. And again, I was working for a toxic, uh, really toxic organization and a lot of toxicity around there. And so it was, you know, in a way it was easier and in a way it was harder to do those things, right? So you can listen. I have a whole entire episode. Uh, I'll link to the in the show notes at the bottom, but I have a whole episode around how I got out of that toxic work environment and ended up starting uh, the overnight trainer. But you know, getting really, really firm on your time boundaries. I know I use the word crystal clear a lot, but it's getting clear. It's getting firm on them. And I personally utilize time blocking on my calendar to do this. So I block off time for me to focus on the things that are going to make my non-negotiables come true and come to fruition. You can't just set goals and forget goals, right? You have to actively work towards them. You can't just like close your eyes and poof, you've reached your goals. Consistency, consistency, consistency is going to be key in reaching them. And so for you, if part of your goals is to work less hours, have more freedom, whatever it may be, you have to work towards that. You don't have to hustle towards it, right? But what happens is, is that we get in that mindset of, you know, it's kind of like that saying, I hope I don't botch it, right? It's like if you fail to plan, you can plan on failing or something like that. (laughs) Please DM me and correct me if I totally botched that, right? But same thing with this. So getting really, you know, really serious and really intentional about, you know, intentional about your time. You don't have to hustle. You do not have to hustle like a crazy person to make your dreams come true. But you do need to be intentional about your time and where you're spending it and what boundaries you have and set in place. Because if you, you can't say yes to everything, 
right? If you're saying yes to everything, you're not focusing on anything. That's the reality. But that's why going back to point number one, having those non-negotiables are so incredibly important because it helps you then get serious about those time boundaries and what those time boundaries actually look like. All right. The last thing I want to talk about as far as what really helps me move from this generational hustle culture, you know, to this freedom culture and this freedom, this freedom mode that I'm in to just live my life. Like y'all want to pause for a second. Like we, we have one life. Like I get a little emotional about this. Like we have one life and we cannot spend this life hustling like crazy people to try to make our dreams come true, right? Like we, there, there is not, there has to be a better way. There is a better way. I'm living the better way. And I am not a magical unicorn. Like I am someone who dropped out of college when I was 20. I, you know, didn't go back till way later in life. I've like failed so many times, like so many times. I talked about that in the two episodes prior, right? It's just like, I am no magical unicorn special someone, right? I am just a normal human being, but really realizing that our lives are so precious and we have such a finite time on this planet and we can't continue to hustle, you know, until we're in our 60s or 70s just to be able to then enjoy, what, 10 years, 15 years, maybe 20. And so I I want you to enjoy your life starting now. And that starts with stopping the hustle. And so the last thing I want to talk about is trusting yourself. All right. We get into hustle mode when we don't trust ourselves. We don't know or own our own value. All right. We get into hustle mode and we feel we need to prove something right, to ourselves, to others, to our families, to you know, whatever it may be. You, know, you have to trust yourself and trust your gut, right? It really wasn't until I started trusting myself, trusting these gut feelings that I experienced the greatest financial and time freedom of my life. I was holding on to so many things. You know, I was holding on to gigs and roles and side projects relationships, right, that were burning me out because I didn't trust myself that I could make it as a coach. I didn't trust myself, right? I didn't I didn't believe in myself, right? And I'm a pretty confident person in general, right? But I I didn't I didn't trust it. I didn't trust me. Right? I had failed so many times before. I had quit so many times before, right? I always said I couldn't execute. I wasn't consistent. Right. So I really, really had a hard time trusting myself. And so that took a lot of reconditioning, but slowly and surely through consistency of showing up for me, right, going back to those non-negotiables, right, the only way to achieve those was if I showed up and trusted myself. As soon as I stepped into that power, right, stepped into my value, began to trust myself, and I let go of those things that were getting in the way, it opened up a whole new world for me. A whole new world. A whole new world. <laughs> You're probably all singing it too, right? So what, what I really want you to take away from, from this point is trust your gut. Your gut knows what's up. Like 
this is, we don't have to get into it now, but this is like brain science, right? Like your gut, you have that, you have a nerve, right? That goes from your brain to your belly, right? So you're literally, your gut knows what's up because it's coming directly from your brain. So I really want you to step into those gut feelings and trust yourself, trust your gut, trust your intuition. You know, it, it's telling you something. I've had clients who have had physical reactions when they were about to, you know, make a bad decision or a decision that they thought they were making, you know, because it seemed great on paper, but it didn't feel right to them. And I'm like, that's your body. That is your body that is telling you, right? Your gut is literally talking to you and telling you this isn't right. And so you have to learn to trust yourself. And so I know it's not these like conventional things of check these off the box and you'll be have time freedom and lots and lots of money. But I do promise you that if you really start focusing on these things, you get clear on your non-negotiables, you set time boundaries and you really work on a relationship with trusting yourself. No matter if you own your own business, you work within an organization, you are working in an organization but wanting to be an entrepreneur, doesn't matter wherever you are and wherever you want to be, these three things will create that freedom that you desire. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.